Got the number 13 tattooed on my neck When the ink starts to itch Then the black will turn to red Got a long line of heartache I carry it well The list of lives I've broken Reach from here to hell Bad luck wind been blowing at my back I pray you don't look at me I pray I don't look back You are now tuned into D.A.R. Sports Media the wrestling podcast for people who go outside and also the wrestling podcast. This week's episode is going to be called. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Yeah. I know a subject that was on everybody's minds yesterday and probably still this morning. And it's a subject we're not going to do because we've done it. Uh, three or four times already and got made to look silly. So I will not say what we have heard and what we know. I just know that we 100% are not doing this again. So on to... (laughs) I'll chime in just just a (laughs) brief second. I'll chime in and say... There's a lot of speculation, a lot of talk about where a certain free agent is going. I'll just say your answers or your questions will be answered possibly in the next week or two. Whatever that may be, your questions are slated to be answered in the next week or two. Your questions will be answered within the next week to seven months. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? There you go. There you go. Um, 100%. They will be 100% answered. Something that we're very unlikely to get answers on anytime soon. This is a situation that went down uh, with AEW uh, last weekend. AEW Nick Houseman, um, and the people involved. I'm sure by this point, if you're listening to this podcast, you are aware of the details that there was an insinuation about a wrestler and uh, his proclivities and activities behind the scenes. Um, one that very cl- let me yeah let's let's start right here. One that appeared to be very clearly affirmed by an alleged victim of those proclivities and activities. And when asked and given the opportunity to clear it all up, Tony Khan on three separate occasions declined to do so. Mm-hmm. When asked very direct yes or no questions. Wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask. This is the first wrestling show. This is the first wrestling episode since World's End, right? So we, yeah, kind of, yeah, we haven't had a chance to. Yeah, we haven't even, we haven't even gone into it. But, but I'm glad because we had the whole second Twitter kerfluffle, (laughs) Twitter kerfluffle on Tuesday, which is really what I want to talk about. It was a quick rehash of the details, um, laying it out as as truth telling and unbiasedly as possible. This TK was asked about it directly three separate times, yes or no questions, and declined to to say no. When asked if this wrestler had been involved in any sort of a disciplinary investigation or action, would have been very, very easy to just say no. He hasn't ever, but he didn't do that. So, and then later on in the week, so then everybody, you know, is fired up. Houseman puts out another episode of his pod. Say, and then all of these sycophants, all of these 
weak fucking losers want to say that he backtracked, which he didn't. Anybody who's actually listening to it knows that he didn't. But he clarified later on directly that he didn't. The reason Houseman jumped on that show and clarified the things he clarified in saying that I never said anything about this individual lady. I was saying uh, this wrestler is going to have some issues with his legacy down the road because of all these things that have happened that are on the down low. People said that was a backtrack. It wasn't a backtrack because he never did bring up that individual lady in that individual case. He simply said, this is how you move backstage. And then someone else brought up an example of that. And the person who was being talked about in the example affirmed that that was the case. I had people <laughs> telling me. Oh, boy. I had people telling because and the reason Hausman did that was because when it all originally happened last weekend, everybody was jumping his ass. Like, if you knew that this incident happened to this person, why did you hold on to it until you and Jericho were in a fucking argument? And he was saying, that's not what I did. I never brought up that incident in the first place. So he was clarifying that part that everybody was mad at him about. All of you fucking creeps decided to take it and make of it what you were because you wanted to exonerate your boy. So where I should start here is I saw, or I didn't see, I had said to me, by a lot of these folks uh well if there's something there she should say something she should do this why isn't she saying anything motherfucker why isn't he it's for the same reason dumbass it's almost like there's an agreement to not disclose things you know disclosure like a disclosure agreement of some sort. If you are using language that's like, why isn't she doing this? Why isn't she doing that? It is not on her to address how she was fucking mistreated by someone much higher in the, her profession than she is. And if that, and among many, I'm going to say this many times today. If that's the kind of language that you're using, then you are a part of the reason why women say they don't feel safe in these spaces, why women say that they don't want to go to wrestling shows, why women say they don't want to be in the business. People like you, if you are saying that bullshit, are the fucking reason. And I promise you, you'd never say it to my fucking face. That's a that's a snapple top fact. So as they say. <laughs> so and then I had people okay, so I had people asking me that. Um I had people saying, oh, her her <laughs> her liking posts that say, oh, like this thing that happened to you when referring to what was already said, and several other posts about this person engaging in this behavior. Oh, well, that's open to interpretation. I guess if you're a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, uh, let me, let me straight, let me straighten something out here real quick. Let's start with this uh, foundationally. I'm going to be careful here. Cause we, we love the people that we, that we know. Do we? Anyone. <laughs> Do we? If you were sitting there, because I saw a lot of this. If you were sitting there like, oh, exonerated. I can't believe you got to destroy this guy's reputation. He has a life and he da-da-da-da. And you're trying to destroy his reputation and ruin his career. Anybody who knows anything or has any connection or any access within the industry is laughing at you saying that. I'll just put it like that. You 
are making a complete fool of yourself and showing that you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Because there are well, certain things that are pretty well known. And you don't got to look hard to find them. Fuck having access. All you got to do is look around. Listen to a few interviews. I just I just want to chime in really quick to say something. You know, we we this week has been such a crazy week. The first week of the year started off so insane. Wrestling has been insane. The Rock returned. This Chris Jericho stuff has continued, and people have tried to sweep it under the rug. Tony Khan puts on a pretty good dynamite. People are like, oh, TK, we're so back. We're so back. They tried to mess up the momentum of the pay-per-view. Like, shut your bitch ass up. Like, it's so corny. Like, I want to say, I was motivated by watching one Cat Williams this week. Set it straight and tell the fucking truth. And you know, it hit me. We tell the fucking truth just like he did. Now, where we differ, can't exaggerate a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, reading 3,000 books and, uh, you know, what you call it. But um, outside of that, when you're telling the truth, here's the thing. I was in, I was in my, my hometown of Baltimore, which I haven't been in months. Still feels weird. Uh, but I was in my hometown of Baltimore four years ago at the uh, four and a half, almost four and a half now. At the first ever full gear. And I remember they had an after party at Rams Head Live. And this is this is gonna be this is a point that I'm making about wrestling fans and, and how I look at you. I walked over to Rams Head Live after the show. We're walking, it's you know, it's 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 a weekend, it's you know what I'm saying? Like it's we we trying to see what's popping in Baltimore, you know, it's just, that's what we do. We walk over to Rams Head Live. I said, yo, and the shorty's in there. And I knocked on the door and someone said, it is a bunch of men, Cody Rose, Chris Jericho, <laughs> and like one other person. I said, okay, cool. I'm going to leave. He said, a couple of girls are in there. He said, but they're all talking to Jericho. And I, and I laughed at that. And I was like, I'm going to just take your word for it. That might not have even really happened because I wasn't going in to find out. I remember I was at um, I was at uh, Fight for the Fallen. Chris Jericho was there for that. This is when people started singing Judas. I had went out the night before with friends that are in wrestling, and I was told, "Oh man, yeah, I think uh, you know Jericho's out and he's drinking tonight and stuff like that." So I, I say all this to say, when people talk about Chris Jericho's character, I don't know him personally, so I can't say what he has done or what he has not done. But I will say, Chris Jericho is not the best judge of character himself. And Chris Jericho's wife is a fucking lunatic. So, and I usually don't talk about people's wives, but his wife's a really fucking, really big lunatic. So... If that's the type of person you share a home with, I can't put anything past you. Plus, there's stories that have been out there for years. We don't have to really get into those. And I think for fans, I mean, they're not watched... all they're not all just stories. You can look around and find plenty of uh, documented legal situations. Yeah. How, no, many, no, that, how many hotels does a motherfucker got to get kicked out? We got documented legal stuff. That's not the stuff there's... I'm referring to earlier on, by the way. Yeah, there is plenty but of I'll... things that are well known within, like I said, just a little bit of access. Just a little bit, yeah. But, but there's plenty of shit right out in front of your face. I've talked to people who have had friends who have gone on tour with Fozzie, who have worked with Fozzie, been around Jer you know, Jericho, and they'll say, yeah, this is pretty much on brand for how he moves. He's a pretty creepy dude, but he doesn't think he's creepy because he thinks he's a rock star. And I think this is also an issue. For Jericho, he's like, what, 54, 52, 51? I don't know, 50, something like that. I think to move the way he's moved in his 40s is crazy, especially with a wife and kids at home and stuff like that. I think it's crazy. I think when you were never a rock star in your 20s, you're chasing that rock star lifestyle in your 30s and 40s. 
So you move a certain way. But as we've seen in the industry in general, there's a lot of men who abuse their power, abuse their positions. And I don't know the details on this Kylie Ray thing. Don't know what happened. We just know so there's some merit to it or else she would have never said anything with a heart or anything. She could have ignored it. She could have oh, ignored oh, it. There we go. Let's let's get to the, yeah, let's get to the, the merit part of this. Um, It was pretty abundantly clear that she was going to be a huge deal and she'd left out of fucking nowhere right when the TV deal was being signed. The, again, like you said, there's no reason for her to involve herself in that conversation, but she liked the posts that she did. Very obviously, shut the fuck up, all of you fucking creep-ass loser motherfuckers that tried to tell me, oh, well, they could be interpreted anyway. Are you fucking serious? Why don't you go look at what they said? They can be interpreted. There's a certain thing called a preponderance of evidence. Things pile up. The way she left, choosing those particular posts alike, and really most damning of all is the complete... Jericho so cannot keep himself offline and from acting a fool on Twitter that that's how this all fucking began in the first fucking place. It's because he had to get into a little Friday night sissy fights with goddamn Jim Cornette's lawyer on Christmas fucking morning. That's how this all began. Should have been spending time with a damn kid. <laughs> it's like, but now, that was family, man. Come but on, now, man. a dude who is so addicted to getting into little shit fits with people on Twitter that he was doing the shit on Christmas morning. Crazy. Now that guy has nothing to say on Twitter all of a sudden. Absolute silence. It would be very easy to say, I would absolutely never do anything like that and nothing like that ever happened. And everybody who's saying that about me can fuck off. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing illegal about that. People will try again, you fucking enablers. Who fucked this scene up for women? You would sit there and say, "Oh, well, that's giving it a, giving it some sort of fucking creep." No, the fuck, it's not. If somebody says, "Eric, did you fucking murder fifty fucking people last fucking week?" I no, I did not. Very easy, very fucking easy. Not this week, not last week. Uh, Okay, very easy. I wouldn't say, well, I'm not going to answer that because that would just give credibility to what you said. Get the fuck out of here. Furthermore, I heard someone say Tony Khan bungled three opportunities to clear his name. No, he fucking did not. That's like saying I bungled my opportunity to start for the Denver Nuggets last week. No, I didn't because there was no opportunity. Because he fucking did it. He was asked if there was any disciplinary action he had ever been involved in. Very easy to say no. He didn't say no. And it was asked directly, hey, we're asking about this particular situation. Are you saying that there is no NDA, nothing like that happened? And he didn't say no. Very easy to say no. He said unsourced internet rumors, right? Was that, that he the said? Well, used? the first time he said that, the first time he said that, and then Beautiful. intelligently, intelligently, the reporters in the room, which, by the way, fucking props to the people who stepped up because there was motherfuckers, the motherfuckers in that room at first, they were more than fucking happy. We've already done our rant on fucking wrestling media. The motherfuckers in that room were more than happy. They were just going to let it go. There were people <laughs> yucking it up. Oh, Tony Storm, she's so funny. Yeah. People who run their fucking mouth non-stop about 
the way this industry is towards wrestling, didn't have shit to say in that presser. But a couple of people did, and it was fucking awesome, and it was inspiring to sit there and watch as everybody got a little bit more brave every fucking time. Fucking kudos to them, man. That's fucking courage. I fucking appreciate you. At that point, which, yeah. by the way, wrestling media, which, by the way, wrestling media, Dave fucking Meltzer continuing his fucking streak. I don't again, every time we say it, I don't know what else needs to happen before you fucking Dave nut riders, dick bouncers fucking get over it and figure this out. I don't know what needs to happen. This dude comments and says, well, you know, there's no proof. First of all, of course dragging her name out saying there's no proof trying to discredit the fucking claim because he's a fucking misogynist piece of fucking shit go back and look at his work from the fucking 90s tell me i'm wrong not just that but he sit there and he says oh well you know she hasn't been anywhere wrestling since last february she's fucking pregnant i, I know you don't know how that works dave because you'll never fucking put anybody into that state of being but yeah, oh, she didn't wrestle anywhere since last February because she was fucking pregnant. You fucking idiot, fucking moron! God damn it! Oh my god! So, Tony Khan is ass. All these times, people are saying, "Oh well, you know, nobody said anything that there is or there isn't." Yeah, exactly. The silence tells you all that you need to know. They didn't say no. Nobody has said no that that doesn't exist. It's pretty fucking clear to anyone with normally functioning brainwaves that something does exist. Very someone, someone said something about it. She affirmed it multiple times. They never fucking denied it or squashed it. It fucking exists. Be fucking serious. Be fucking serious. All of you out there who tried to say what Kylie Ray quote-unquote, needs to do. All of you out there who tried to defend this. All of you out there who tried to leap and make something out of what Hausman said in his second podcast to try and act like it exonerated anybody. You are the fucking reason women do not feel comfortable at these shows dealing with this. I hope you're fucking proud of yourself. You're just about the lowest form of fucking scum that there is. And I fucking promise you wouldn't say none of that shit to my face. Well, let's uh, let's start this part and say most of you would never say anything to anyone's face because most of you are bitches. Uh, that's one. Uh, it's pre pretty easy to sum that up. Most of most of you all are bitches. And not in the Seahawk term of bitches, but like bitch ass bitches. And 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 I think this is the problem with wrestling fans. Also, is that you know we live in a much different world than say the one we were in twenty five years ago, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, even. And what happens is that wrestling fans have created this thought process in their mind to where. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we want this and and we want to do this and, and we look at things from this perspective and and this is how we see it and blah, 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 this and, and blah, 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 that. And you don't live in the real world. You see, in the real world, unfortunately, there are tons of people who have done what we call, viewed their power, uh, done creepy shit. Everybody was calling for Vince McMahon's head, rightfully so. Everybody was talking shit about Matt Riddle, rightfully so. Everybody was talking shit about, hell, even Kevin Dunn. They got stories on Kevin Dunn, talking shit about him. Guess what? Rightfully so. Fuck these people. That's one. Fuck them. You're supposed to shit on these people because these are shitty fucking people. That's what you do. Nobody's perfect, for sure. But I ain't got no creep shit in my background. Nobody in DAR that we know of got any creep shit in their background. And if you're if you're employing people who do creepy shit, who are rapey, 
who are fucking have, you know, potential sexual harassment, assault charges on them. You employ them. Your job is not to protect them. That's the thing. Your job is not to protect them. Your job is to protect the women that you work with, the men that you work with, because there's another element of wrestling that people don't talk about, which is there are a lot of harassment towards men because there are a lot of people in wrestling who secretly do stuff that you would not know about. That's another thing that I'm not going to go too deep into because then we're going too far into the Cat Williams uh, verbiage, <laughs> verbiage situation. But I just want people to know this business does not protect its workers. It doesn't protect its workers. It does not protect its artists. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It does not protect a lot of people who are in this business. And that is the problem. Whether it's Kali Ray, whether it's it's the, the indie girl, whether it's Ashley Mazzaro, who is no longer here. And we like, there's so many instances. And I'll say this. If you ever see that clip of Phineas Godwin, a.k.a. Midian, a.k.a. And they toss that bucket of slop on Sonny from like 96. If you know what was actually in that in that bucket of slop and what it was really made of, that's actually disgusting to do to anyone. I don't care if you think this person's a whore. I don't care if you're like, oh, this person's a terrible person. That's just something you don't fucking do for one, because that's gross. Two, you could put somebody at risk of, of diseases or anything. You don't do shit like that to people, but that is what the wrestling business has promoted and pushed for many years. For industries in general, have promoted and pushed pushed behind the scenes terrible treatment of women, terrible treatment of people who don't go along with certain things when you try to abuse your power. That's how it works. Chris Jericho is no different than a Vince McMahon, which is why he loves Vince. They're very similar people, I believe. Um, they're the Matt Riddles of the world, who is a fucking scumbag, and I know we. We just had uh, uh, MCW talking about him being at the show, whatever. But I, it's just these are people. Somebody has to tell the truth. You can only you can only dance around the, the truth so much and keep forcing the bullshit. Professional wrestling is not a very very special business where everything is like moral and everybody's moral. It's not how this works. It's not how anything works in business. Business itself is not moral. The most, like, the richest people in this world are not moral people. They're terrible people. That's one. But regardless of, of all of this, regardless of all of that, the truth of the matter is, when you're looking at some of these situations that are occurring, when you're looking at some of these, uh, you know, these, these things that are affecting these women, these, these, these men, and, and all this stuff, the fans have to shut the fuck up because they don't know what's happening. They are not privy. And this is another thing I'll say, and, and, and this is separate from this, but when people start pointing out that like, hey, I have intel on this, or I know a few things about this, I've talked to people who are involved in this situation or around it, fans have to stop being like, well, where's your proof? Can you provide... Everything is not meant to give you public proof because if that was the case, that would go against some leak, you know, some legalities and and we a had bunch wrestling of fans saying what? Like wrestling fans go this thing where like we had wrestling friends saying, like, why isn't she why isn't she saying anything? Why isn't she addressing she's a fucking NDA? Why isn't she saying I had I had to retweet someone and ask sarcastically, why isn't she saying anything? about her NDA. Are you literally how the fuck do you get through your day without forgetting to breathe? That you are so fucking stupid and useless, I wish you had a fucking shock collar on. Fuck. <sighs> Why isn't she discussing her NDA? Let me tell you <laughs> something. One more thing about this. There's a bunch of these fucking people, and I want this and everybody listening to, if you get in one of these conversations again, you know what to do so you can properly put these people publicly to shame. Well, I'll drop a little tidbit for all of you. I don't usually go into this kind of stuff, but I happen to be a trained sexual assault victims advocate for my work. I have handled cases. I have worked cases. 
there was a law that a lot of people were citing that you cannot, you know, use NDAs in the workplace for harassment or assault situations. They're no longer enforceable. When you say oh. that, it lets me know that you didn't actually lead, read the law. Because that law applies to blanket NDAs that you sign when you start working for somewhere. Like the one that supposedly started all this that apparently people sign when they start working at AEW. When you start working at Microsoft, when you start working at uh, Google, when you start working at these other big companies that have proprietary information, when you start working there, they have you sign an NDA right off the bat. Those cannot be used to enforce or keep quiet sexual assault or sexual harassment claims or from victims of sexual harassment, sexual assault from talking to one another. The law does not cover NDAs that are signed as a part of a settlement of a harassment, assault, incident, or case individually. If anybody says that they do, just Google it. All you got to do is Google the law. Uh, Speaking Out Act 2022, Forbes. It'll take you right to the article, and it'll spell it right out. In fact, in fact, in fact, anybody listen to this? If you don't follow me on Twitter, hit me up. I will email you the screenshots of the appropriate parts of the law because I know it, because I've read it, because I've worked sexual assault cases as a victim's advocate. So if anybody out there, if you were saying that in regards to this situation, you're fucking wrong in many ways. And even if that wasn't the case, even if, so this situation appeared, apparently happened in 2019. Law was passed in 2022. It takes an incredible amount of bullshit, of money, of strength, of stress on someone, and this is not infantilizing or victimizing a victim again, who has documented, uh, you know, depression. It's not just as simple as, oh, well, it's against the law now, so now I can just get out of it and do whatever I want. That takes a whole process of exposure, of exposure to fucking people like you who would harass her and make her life fucking miserable, which I'm sure was already fucking happening, and all of you are going to hell. Uh, they're already there. And I'd help fucking send you there. That's what I... That's the process, even if the Speaking Out Act did cover this situation, which it doesn't, that's the process that that girl would have to go through again after she was already victimized by someone she probably looked up to before it happened. If you are not on the very obvious right side of this situation, you are a fucking scum. You're worthless. You're a waste of fucking oxygen. <sighs> so good dynamite on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's like the way we tra- we just transitioned into stuff. Like, Ooh, I mean, that's is, that's yeah. it, man. I don't want to hear nothing else from these people. That. I was going to say this. Like I, I said, I, 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 just real quick, just real quick. Finally, you know, a final summary. Again, if you are acting like this is some crazy claim, anybody with any access is laughing at you because you're a fool. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because it's, it's not, you don't got to go very far in. There were claims made. Someone said, oh, yeah, just like what happened to so-and-so. She, not arguably, not open to interpretation, pretty fucking clearly affirmed it. And the people in question, when asked, did this happen? Is there anything to this? They did not say no. And continued to have not said anything. If it ain't no... And it's yes when it comes to this. True, go ahead. I just want to say one thing because this is important to me. 
I, I remember when I first got back into the wrestling Twitter world. It was about 2019-ish, because for people who know me uh, or, or listen to this and have followed me for years, a shout out to PW Nation podcast, who he just found me today. And Eric, I know you saw it. He found me. Yeah, today. yeah, let's do it. It's fun. And so we, we were talking, we're going to, he's going to be a, definitely be a guest and we might get a chance to be a guest on his stuff. Uh, shout out to that's Sam. His, he's a stand-up comedian in the Bay Area. That is my dude. Love that dude. And we had, like I said, just catching up with him. He followed me. My first podcast interview for wrestling was on PW Nation. It was 2011. November 26, 2011. That's when I first entered wrestling Twitter. You know what happened since then, Eric? I'll tell you what happened. I joined a wrestling company. I worked a wrestling company. I created a wrestling brand titled Wrestling Heels with the owner of an independent wrestling promotion. I went through, uh, everybody knows WrestleCade, right? WrestleCade in North Carolina. We sponsored WrestleCade. We did all these things. This is 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. By 2016, I was done with wrestling Twitter. I became NBA Twitter only, <laughs> hip hop Twitter, because I was like WWE fans are a cult. This is insane. Insanity. It's a fucking cult. These people are fucking weird and they're going super insane over WWE. I rejoined Wrestling Twitter 2019, 2020-ish. Uh, right around the time AEW came back, I started tweeting about you know stuff more. I went to the first Dynamite, went to the first Full Gear, watched uh, Dynamite, you know, like every other week, every week. Um, I realized then I thought AEW fans are fans like me, man. They just wanted something new, something fresh. They were fucking tired of whatever uh, WWE was giving them. You remember, you know, Kofi had just lost in like seven seconds and all this other stuff. Like you think these fans are like me. Like these are fans I can relate to because we just like good professional wrestling. You know what I found out, Eric? I'll tell you what I found. It's all a fucking lie. Because these people and AW fans are fucking insane. And maybe it's because of the fact when AW started, they probably were normal fans, right? They probably went to the Ring of Honors and the New Japan stuff, which is the only wrestling that I was paying attention to that hiatus of not tweeting about wrestling or talking about it. Uh, they maybe were regular, regular people at one point. But when you get swept into the, the madness of this, let's talk about what professional wrestling brings. It's a lot of madness, right? A lot of madness. And I watched straight up. Uh, what's what's his uh, what's 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 the guy? Um, I watched people go from, oh man, uh, Dave Meltzer is this guy, and like I said, I've never liked Dave Meltzer. I've never liked Meltzer a day in my life. I've said this countless times. Never been a fan, right? Never been a fan. But I, I saw people go from liking Dave to not liking Dave because Dave had a negative opinion on AEW. I never liked Dave anyways. So I give a shit. I saw people say, Sean Ross Sam must work. He like like he must work for WWE because he's starting to, he's starting to get all this information. I, I, I see people go, bodyslam.net must be blah, 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 blah. The funny part about all of these, these different outlets is that none of these outlets actually work for anybody. Um, they don't work for anybody. These outlets are intended to cover wrestling from a mostly non-biased stance. What we do as truth tellers is try to cover wrestling from a non-biased stance. The fan base, however, and I know Eric went through this. I saw it when we were talking about the Chris Jericho stuff, talking about even AEW stuff that we just didn't like. People were like, you WWE fans are all the same. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you guys, you guys don't like you guys just don't. You're in here, you're in here trying to ruin a man's life because you don't like a show. 
AEW is my favorite fucking wrestling company. It what are you talking about? I myself but... have a song that is on the program. Yeah, I, like, we don't hate AEW. I may hate some things about AEW. I may hate the fact that uh, somebody's waiting on something to line their pockets that they ain't got. But I don't hate AEW. I want AEW to prosper. I want it to be great. I want everybody that works for AEW to get paid buku bucks when they sign this new deal, which uh, sooner than later. And but, I want, what I want is, since it is a company that I care about, I want them to handle situations like this the right way. Yes. Yes. And part and... of that is fucking accountability. And not trying to discredit <laughs> someone who appears to have affirmed themselves as being a victim. Well, the problem with all of this is that as a fan, you are a fan. Simply a fan you don't work for the company you're not a part of the team you know i know we we do the you know, sports podcast and i know we, we we're so invested in our sports teams right it's like it's like this is us man like what are we doing out here this is it's my team i've invested in my 30 yeah. 30 40 and, years of my and life and if somebody on the fucking 49ers committed sexual assault i'd be like get them off the fucking team get right fucking them. now exactly don't let them I... wear those colors another goddamn second Hell, Steve Kerr has not done any of these things, to my knowledge. And I hate that man. So it's not about being a team player or da-da-da. Like, I'm not a part of the team. I am not. I'm a supporter. I am a supporter. I am close to being a, I'm a part of the AEW music, whatever that fucking means. But I, it doesn't matter. If it came out today that somebody that works in that company or somebody that does music was a fucking rapist, I'm, I, if I saw him, I'd beat the shit out of him. And two, I don't want to work around somebody like that. I don't want to work with somebody like that. What you do with people who commit sexual assault, harassment, rape, all that stuff, you you get rid of them. <laughs> like that's what you're supposed to fucking do. You don't take up for them and say, "Oh man, like they're trying to break, they're trying to break them down, they're trying to break them down." Like shut the fuck up. Like bruh, shut the fuck up. That's and I I just don't understand this, you know this this concept of like your fandom does not have to see, like it doesn't matter what your quote unquote morals are right like your 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 morals and whatever are your morals right like you can buy into whatever the fuck you believe in but one thing is universal. Sexual harassment, assault, rape, these things are very sensitive subjects and they're fucking. I have a daughter. If I had ever heard my daughter say anything remotely, even fucking close, good as dead. And that's on my set, that's on my home, that's on everything. You're good as dead. So if you have this happening in a wrestling workplace, somebody has to stand up for that. Somebody has to say something about that. And if you can't handle it properly, you want to brush it under the rug because. Oh, we need a TV deal. We need to keep like it's just a poor way of handling it. But as we see, nothing about this trending trending anymore. So nobody cares anymore. Nothing about this is being talked about anymore. Chris Jericho could come out and help uh Sammy Guevara on the 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 anniversary show of, of Dynamite, and nobody could care. There might boo him a little bit, there might be a little bit of booze and stuff, like but, it doesn't uh... matter. You notice that he's not. There's a reason for that. Hello? Everyone out there? It's too hot. And I'm going to say this, and I I don't think this is going to get me in any trouble. And if it does, I don't really give a fuck. Because it's me. But the world would think I hate everybody. I want you to think that. That way I'm not showing favoritism to anybody. I hate everybody. Like, believe that. Believe that. Thank you. But that's the problem, is that we don't take the time to just really look at the signs in front of our face, right? Right in our face, right now, fucking uh, all these things are happening. Chris Jericho wasn't on TV this week. He's not yet scheduled to be on TV next week. He might not be on TV for a while. 
and he and ain't saying shit. Are. And he's quiet. Whenever someone is quiet, they're guilty. They did that shit. They did that shit. You know when Puffy, when 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 Diddy got accused, he was quiet for the first couple of weeks. That motherfucker ain't say nothing. And then what happened? He he fired back and said, "This will not stand." But you know what he did privately? He paid Cassie, didn't he? That's how you know motherfuckers are guilty. People are guilty. That's what they do in the court, and not even the court of law, the court of life. If you're guilty, you're guilty. But regardless, AW did have a bounce back episode of Dynamite. It was a pretty good episode because of the fact there was no Chris Jericho on it. I was, I was a part of it. TV yeah, time. you know, it's a big piece of it. And but the elephant in the room does not go anywhere. I want people to understand just because you no longer care about the protection of, of, of women in, in, in workplaces, especially in professional wrestling, just because you don't care about something and you want to be like, oh, he backtracked, he backtracked, which coincidentally people are saying he backtracked. What is it, the night of Dynamite? The day before, the day of? It's fucking like, really? Like, day before? Like, that's fucking weird, dude. Like, that's weird to me. Like, you're like, oh, no, this blah, 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 this and blah, blah, that. Like, people are stupid. Like, wrestling fans are stupid. Dynamite, however, like this week in wrestling has been crazy. We started the week off with Monday Night Raw, day one, The Rock return, uh, made it known he wants to possibly sit at the head of the table. And yeah, so let's 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 Paul do Hayes that. Tonight. Let's let's talk about that. Let's. What do you think? Did you did you what did you think of that Rock return? Let's. Uh, so what side <laughs> of the agenda? What side of the agenda? Because a lot of people. <laughs> A lot of people were saying, uh-huh. what they say? this match might be going down at Elimination Chamber. I don't know if you've any of you have looked at this stadium that they're doing this show in, but I encourage you to look it up. It's fucking insane. It's massive. First time they've done a stadium show like this on live TV in Australia. It doesn't necessarily mean that Cody's not going to, in fact, it would make completing the story even more because you make Roman Reigns even more into this unbeatable supervillain if he beats even the fucking Rock in front of 60,000 people. So I don't mm. think that there's... And and by the way, SmackDown just got over as we're recording this. Um, it was absolutely addressed by Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns on SmackDown. So if they're already working this angle, it's I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going till WrestleMania. It's happening. I think it's going. He addressed to Elimination Chamber. Too. That's the crazy part too. He addressed every everybody, right? So I think that's that's the thing. You're getting uh, potentially, and I potentially, I think it's pretty obvious. I think you're getting a Rock and Roman Reigns thing the rock himself said 2024 we're just getting started you know the last time rock said that said it in 2013 when he came back and he and he did he and he was like oh we're just getting started and he does this and it's been a long time let's be clear it has been 13 almost 13 years since the rock was the host of wrestlemania 27 and which is still an epic night, which is a night that got me paying attention back to wrestling after like two years. Uh, when he you know came out, he had one of the biggest ovations in, in at that time. And that era of WWE, that was the biggest ovation they had in a long time. People weren't cheering for shit. Um, and, you know, so I, I think when Rock, when Rock is working WrestleMania and it's against somebody people want to see him face, if there's an excitement. So if you can take that momentum, let's be clear. If the Rock and Roman Reigns match happens at Elimination Chamber, the Rock is still working WrestleMania. I want people to understand this. I don't think that he's, I think the whole point is whatever's gone on with this new sale of WWE, this new direction, I think Rock wants in because his movie career right now is a little wonky. And he all and he does this because of, and I, I don't mean this as a diss to Rock, and I, I, I don't mean it as this, but when Rock came back in 2011, the last couple of movies he came out with prior to that were Tooth Fairy and I think uh, Faster. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken. He was working on Fast and Furious 5, Fast 5, but he ha- he didn't have hits. Him coming back to wrestling all of a sudden and then taking all these sequels when he did, uh, what's the shit, uh, Fast and Furious, he did G.I. Joe, and, and, and he redid Journey to the whatever. And he, so he started doing all these different sequels. Rock knows what helps his, his career. The amount of people that I saw on Monday tweeting, I'm talking about, I, I, I had dudes that I know from my old neighborhood, like, yo, Rock back? What's going on? Yo, WrestleMania about to get crazy, about to fight Roman Reigns or something? This is what the excitement that Rock brings. And I think you, you asked me, Eric, what was my thought on the promo <laughs> that The Rock did? And this is where, like, this is where I, yeah, yeah. Um, Rock's promo was, uh, it's like watching, uh, you know what? It's like watching Chris Paul play point guard for the Golden State Warriors. He's reliable. He's not going to turn the ball over, right? But he's not as effective. Still good, just not as effective. And I think for The Rock, if this is a cash grab, because we've heard the rumors about Australia and how much money they're offering and the, the, you know what they're bringing up, if that is a cash grab for Rock, if Rock said, hey, man, my last couple movies flop, uh, shit, let me get 15, 20 million off, off the WWE. They handing out checks, clearly. They're they giving out big-ass checks to everybody except Sasha. Well, anyway, so they're handing out these big checks. If that's the case, Rock is like, hey, I can come back. Rock is like in his 50s now. So we're not expecting a five-star classic because that's just not where we're at. We're going to get an overbooked match, a lot of rest holds. Uh, you know, he's a little blown up after the people's elbow. It's been a long time. It's been 11 years since WrestleMania 29. That's a long time ago without having a match. That show is going to be fucking crazy. Yes. Between Rhea defending the belt, most you know, absolutely, in the fucking home country, it's gonna be fucking bananas. Rock versus Roman Reigns, and then two elimination chamber matches. Yep. Fuck. And then of course, fuck. we don't know what we don't know what CM Punk's gonna be doing. Could he be an elimination chamber match? Yeah. yeah. So the 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 level of momentum, and here's another thing. Someone did say this to me, and they say, "What if in the next two weeks?" The Rock says he wants Roman Reigns. He declares for the Royal Rumble. Because that's the easiest way to get to Roman Reigns, right? You got to earn it. You can't yeah. just come back and get it. So you got to earn it. Which that would do, here's what that does. That allows The Rock to get another, first of all, another little bit of wrestling under his belt uh, after being out for so long. It allows a story for Rock to not win the Rumble and to get eliminated and that be a, a, a sign that Roman is afraid of him almost, right? Almost like afraid of him uh, because he doesn't want him to win the Rumble and then face him at WrestleMania. And then you have Solo right there. You got Jimmy Uso on the side of uh, uh, of Roman. There's so many different things that you could bring with this story that I still think the plan would be Roman and Rock at uh, Australia Elimination Chamber. And then you could do Rock and Solo because I don't really see anybody else that Rock could work with. Rock could work or open a match, you know, night one, night two, something like that. It'd be something different. It'd be a way for him to give back to the business. He'd probably beat Solo, honestly. I would, would not be surprised. Oh, yeah, it'd did. be a John Cena-Austin Theory situation. Like, yeah, the rub but, the rub is being in the match, match with The Rock. Yeah, so, I, I you know, I could see that happening. And I think what that does is it sets the tone for uh, The Rock eventually in my mind, uh, in Minnesota, the, the the year from now, finally going to the fucking WWE Hall of Fame. I, like, he's, like, not that the Hall of Fame means anything, but, like, why is The Rock not in the Hall of Fame? It's just, you know, and so I think that's what, that's where I think that's probably leading to. Um, you know, Rock is going to, Rock, I think his schedule is open right now, right? So I think this is a perfect time for him to do it. He's always wanted one, one last run. And you got to get it while you can get it. Because if you're getting blown up after a promo and a, and a spine buster and people's elbow, brother, you, you ain't got much You ain't got much longer. So um, 
I'm I'm excited about Rock being back. I just hope he invests a little more and maybe deviate from the from the greatest hits. Right? It's like if you go see like the Eagles or Chicago or Led Zeppelin or your 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 Metallica's, your Aerosmiths, your your Smokey Robinsons, any of the great legends that, are, that still have people alive in their bands, you want to hear the hits because they're the hits. And sports, professional wrestling, and stuff like that. It's one thing to have the hits, right? But it's another thing where you can reinvent yourself also. And I think for Rock, you can't come out there and say, oh, Roman, you know, you're talking about, you're talking about the head of the table, more like your head up your candy at. Like, you can't do that because, like, you can, you can do it, but you have to add more substance to it. And I think that's what Rock needs to do. He's a little more substance to his promos, you know, a little bit more. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah, you know, we'll 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 see where it goes, but anytime you got the rock back working a WWE program and saying he's just getting started, your ratings are gonna go up, your revenue is gonna go up, the excitement of fans who do not watch every week is gonna go up. Case in point, rock segment 2.15 million viewers, far and above anything else. Was on Raw that night. I just think right now WWE has um, you have an ace card in in Rock. You have your your arguably top draw in, in CM Punk right now. You have the other top draw on your on your Raw show, which is Cody Rhodes, and then on SmackDown you got your Randy Orton's, your Roman Reigns, your Kevin Owens, your LA Knights. There's so much momentum right now with WWE in their men's division. Um, but it also seems like very soon they'll be adding some more additions to the women's division. So... Uh, Picture, Mike, you're floating away. Hold on. How about now? The good? There you go. Good to go. Okay. They, The Rock, we got to hope that he gets enough cardio to beat the devil out of Roman Reigns. Speaking of which... We got introduced to the AEW devil this last weekend. The promo that everybody was waiting for. Let's get this good and kicked off. Adam Cole, his mega push. It's finally time. Chips to the center of the table. Time for him to become what I've been hearing he is destined to be for like 10 years. And I'm not saying that he can't or that I, you know, but it it hasn't, it hasn't happened. What I was told was this generational can't miss pro- prospect and there's a lot of reasons that aren't his fault you know it ain't his fault that he came to nxt when covid hit and when vince had fully fucking lost his mind and etc 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 not saying it's his fault i'm just saying that it hasn't happened and now it looks like AEW is going to try in earnest to make this happen one of the, the biggest thing that i saw everybody bitching about was the word Wardlow aspect. Oh, they're doing the exact same thing as with Christian and fucking... uh, What I think happened there, I just think maybe there was a little uh, poor timing with facial facial, uh, expressions because the way that I took it was, I think that what was supposed to happen was that Wardlow was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to do that for sure. And then you're left to wonder... What are his actual motivations? It's not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think, and yeah. I could get, I could get proven completely fucking wrong. And they could be doing the exact same storyline twice. And what the fuck? I don't think it's meant to be a, oh, well, you're big, but you're going to be my bitch and you're going to hand me the belt and you're going to do it reluctantly. Same thing. I think it's supposed to be a Wardlow in his own right is kind of playing the rest of them as well. And he's going to turn on them when he gets the belt, if he does get it. Um, that's the vibe that I took. And I think maybe just the facial expressions of the way that he was shot didn't quite convey what they wanted it to convey. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought it was yeah. damn fine. And I'm really excited for to see, to see. Here we go. Adam Cole has the ball. Let's fucking run with it. Let's go. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah you know. I uh I enjoy 
enjoy the the way the story ended. I thought it was uh, I, you know, the world's end segment. I thought it was pretty good. I thought um, once I finally watched it back, I was like, oh, they did a really good job of trying to make you think it wasn't Adam, even though it kind of was obvious because he had on all black like <laughs> like everybody else. So it was almost kind of like. I was like, like, like I didn't watch it live. So when I watched it back, I was like, how did no did nobody pick up on the fact he was basically dressed exactly like how everybody else dresses? Okay, whatever. Um, so yeah, you know, the devil storyline is what it is. I think Max will be gone for a little while. I mean, it's obvious it's January fifth, sixth right now, whatever. And Max has basically been gone. He's kicked off TV, right? So, um, you know, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what what, what happens with this storyline. I have a, <laughs> I have a couple ideas of, of, of where it's all going, but um, yeah, man, I, I think I, I think it's interesting. I think Adam Cole being out for as long as he's going to be out for, it makes it very hard to, to, to really make this work. Um, but spoiler alert, um, if Warlow does go for the AEW championship, it's not going to be anytime soon. So that is where I am a little confused on that part. And so this means it's a slow build. The championship match for AEW going forward is not going to involve Wardlow, Adam Cole, damn sure going to involve Ryder Strong and, and Matt David and Michael Bennett. So... I think that is the 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 tough part for AEW is how do you navigate this? Because I will say this, Dynamite ended with Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. And I saw a lot of people, myself included at first, a little angry about that. And I remembered a tweet that I put out four days before, I think, World, uh, before that Dynamite. I said, Swerve Strickland, Hangman Adam Page, Samoa Joe, triple threat at Revolution and Greensboro in front of 15,000 people there to see Sting's last match ever and whoever else is on that card. And it looks like this is this is a bit of an exclusive and we tend to drop those from time to time. It looks like that's what we're getting. Um, as like I said, I said that four days before Dynamite. Four days before Dynamite, I tweeted out. So you can go back and check, actually. Um, I'm excited about that. I think AW does have a problem on their hands. Truth Tellers Incorporated. Yes. They have a problem on their hands, and it's a good problem to have. Swerve Strickland, if you saw the uh, thing, he is the current number one merch seller for AEW in the month of December. He comes out to huge ovations right now. There is no way you're keeping him fully healed going into it's the same issue they fucking ran into with max and then they turn max into this corny ass fucking face and it's like the exact shit that wwe would do and this is where aw has to make sure they don't run into the same problem they don't have to run into the same problem okay you do not need to fucking turn swerve it's so it's so weird just 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 keep doing what he's doing keep doing people are reacting keep doing what you're doing when stone Cold don't gotta change anything once remember Stone Cold Steve Austin got over, the Rock got over organically. You know, you know what they did? Stone Cold didn't play to like just like, I'm your scumbag. I'm Stoke. your dick. No. Stone Cold just changed who he was fucking fighting. That's, that's it. Fighting. It was that's exactly the same. You just put him in there with some, but that's another problem that they have that is not a good problem to have, is that there's not really a lot of strong heels in AEW. The strongest heel might be Christian, right? I think that's like the strongest Hell heel yeah. they have. And Adam Cole would be a great... You could put Swerve and Adam Cole in there together, and it'd be great if Adam Cole could wrestle. Putting Adam Cole in, in the situation with Wardlow being the, the 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 biggest singles wrestler, I don't think that's a good idea. So uh, AEW has some, has some problems, but I will say... show that they got coming up um, this week is going to be great. Uh, really great. Um I think Sting and Darby are going against Hobbs and Takesha. I think you got Ricky Starks versus Sammy Guevara so far. I think they'll add a couple more great matches. And there's a possibility you might see some new faces. Uh, oh, yeah, Deanna, uh, uh, fucking Deanna debuted also. Um, Mariah May had her first match this week. There's, a, there's some great 
stuff happening in AEW. And it looks like their women's division is going to get a lot of attention, a lot of focus going forward. Um, 2024 seems like it's the year of women's wrestling being a very huge focal point in everything that these uh, these companies have going on. And I, for one, uh, am very anxious to see, and, and I'll, I'll just finish it off for me with this, I would love to see where Mercedes Monet ends up. I like Deanna, uh, Deanna going to AEW. I like the fact that they have Mariah May there. Tony Storm is killing it, obviously. Um, WWE, I'm excited to see what they eventually do with Jay Cargill. Um, they're rumored to be near signing Camille, who's also a free agent. So, and Trinity, okay, Naomi is supposed to come back. So there's like a lot of like great women who can do great things literally right there on the cusp of of you know getting new deals getting signed like they have talent to work with it's just what you do with that talent that you have because aw has had a great roster of women they just have not utilized them right so um yeah i guess guess we'll see what happens so in all ways in front of the camera and behind the camera let's let's take care better care of better women Take care of women better. Yes. In 2024. We'll help to take care of all of you better in 2024. And despite sometimes the truth, telling the truth, being hard, we don't stop telling the truth and the world of DAR never stops. You know the dogs is after you. You in the Netflix and them boys gonna capture you. Blood is gonna splatter, dude. Nigga with an attitude, we gonna rattle you like a cage animal. Mandible claw. I'm back. I'm sitting back, relaxing now, peeping this. Eat the rich, become the rich. What's wondrous is thunderous. Applause, you couldn't speak of it. Plateaus for afros, it seems you're never reaching this. Internal structure, knowledge yourself, it ain't no teaching this. They got a right of strike, but this right of strikes at the higher might. I can fight battles for others without no iron rights. CEOs richer than us, they keep the medicine with cures locked away from the people you couldn't meddle in. The sad part is, what do you know? And are you settling? And if you are, then how can you work to not be irrelevant? Damn, questions that need to be asked. See me the dash, creeping up with pistols, aiming the blast. Give me your cash, fuck the bullshit. I'm only around to get the bag, but my focus isn't different. We artists without the fads. Three doors you must enter, but nah, create my own one. Home one, seek in advance where they could loan one. The general, the boss of this, guess you wasn't the lone one. But truthfully, when you at the top, it's really lonesome. So I'ma put my Planning the action, trapping the cold crush. No, it ain't a label around to say that they own us, nigga. Yeah. HS, eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. D A R, nigga.